Welcome to Folk Tales, a podcast series for anyone who loves spending time on, in or by the water. I'm Dominic Zamet, Director at Boat Folk, and throughout this series I'll be speaking with guests from our coastal communities to hear their stories and to learn what life on the water means to them. I hope you enjoy listening. Today I'm speaking with Enya J. Broughton, aka Instagram's The Celtic Nomad. At 24, Enya J is in the process of refitting her 26 and a half foot sailboat, Hella, with big plans to travel the world and live aboard her boat. A member of our Penarth Marina community, Enya J is commonly seen tinkering aboard Hella and getting her ready for her next big adventure. Enya J, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm not too bad. Excellent. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, you're very welcome. And where am I speaking to you from? Are you aboard Hella at the moment? Are you um, staying at home? Are you in a hotel? Where are you? <laughs> well, unfortunately, I'm not on Hella for this podcast, um, which would have been a lot more. It just would have been a lot better. <laughs> um, I'm in a hotel at the moment. <laughs> Amazing. That's fantastic. So look, we've got lots to talk about, but let's start with the basics. I mean, can you tell us a bit about who Enya J is and, you know, where you're from? Well, as you've just mentioned, my name's Enya. I'm from Cardiff in Wales, and I'm just... I guess I'll call myself a little sailing scrub who's uh, learning a lot, doing a lot of projects. And yeah, I think I'm just defined by this sailing and yeah, just doing refits. <laughs> That's fantastic. And I mean, when did you start boating? I mean, is it something you've been doing all your life or have you come to it recently? Well, I've been interested in boats and the ocean since I was a child. I've been on a cruise ship when I was 16. I know it's a bit different to sailing yachts, but I've just always been really fascinated with travel on the ocean and getting myself out there over to Ireland on the ferries I think is when I really fell in love with being out on the ocean amazing I just mess about play all the time with the rock in motion didn't bother me whatsoever that's a good sign (laughs) never got seasick yeah, I just I love it. It's just very freeing being out there. That's fantastic. And I mean, are you from a family of boaters, or are you you know are you the only one in your your immediate family that has the bug, if you like? Well, my father did a little bit of sailing when he was younger out in Greece, but apart from that, yeah, I, I'm the only one. <laughs> no one else has really been been yachting and. Yeah, it's just me. That's amazing. Oh, well, I mean, what do your friends and family think about what you're doing? I mean, obviously, we'll talk about the project in a minute, but, you know, generally, are they supportive? Do they think you're crazy? Or, you know, is, this, um, <laughs> is it just part of who you are now? Yeah, well, at the beginning, when um, I first bought Hella, everyone was kind of like, what on earth have you gotten yourself into? You know, you know, you don't know anything about boats, you know, like no one in the family could help you. So you're kind of on your own on this one, you know, a lot to take on. But uh, the more I got into it and the more I told them about what my plans were and over time watching YouTube videos and seeing all the influence that's on there with the tiny liverboard community and just the liverboard lifestyle in general. Yeah, I just gained a lot of know-how from it and I guess it gave my family and friends a bit of confidence in in me and then, yeah, they they were all for it. Very supportive in the end. Amazing. That's fantastic. So, I I mean, a refit project is (laughs) not one for the (laughs) faint-hearted. I guess let's talk about how it's all going. I mean, can you tell us, I guess, starting off with a bit about Hella, what type of boat is she? How old is she? You know, let's let's hear a bit about the boat. Okie dokie. Well, Hella, she's a 
1978 Trapper 300. So she's a racer cruiser. Amazing. I think only 120 of them were made. Wow. I think so. I'm not sure if that's classed as a tad bit rare. But um, yeah, all the old salty sailors who have come by have told me, oh, you know, she's fast. She's a lovely boat. She'll do you well. And Amazing. Yeah, she's, she's just lovely. I just had to had to have her. I saw the, her sat there on her own, just rotting away on the yard and I, I couldn't resist her. Amazing. So I had to have her. So it was love at first sight. <laughs> how, how did you come across her? I mean, did, were you looking for a boat to buy and she was just the one that took your fancy? Or, you know, did you see her and think, gosh, I need to jump in and buy a boat suddenly. Well, I, I was looking initially. It, it wasn't supposed to be a purchase kind of right away sort of an impulse buy, if I admit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we were searching. I found her on Facebook. And yeah, so I went down to Plymouth. That's where her home was. Yeah. Went down to Plymouth, had a look, and it was love at first sight, so I had to have her. Excellent. And and what sort of state was she in? I mean, you know, was she did she need a lot of work or is it sort of just a bit cosmetic? Well, <laughs> when we first saw her, to be honest, she was a bit of a mess. I couldn't tell really what needed doing to her yeah so it was kind of just hoping for the best with it yeah so i was like well she feels solid stood on her at the moment and what i've looked at so far looks okay <laughs> <laughs> and did you know what you were looking for i mean did you how did you know what was meant to be and what wasn't meant to be well um initially it was just check if everything's solid yeah i knew very little about boats and i, I just knew right check if the the seacocks and the valves you know were in open Okay, looking condition at least Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and just make sure that she's got just not a rusty old looking engine and yeah. I kind of just went with that Fair enough. and I was like right those things are all right so uh <laughs> those are the main bits that I need to worry about I think is whether or not she'll float and whether or not you know that engine will work yeah that was it and we got her brought back home and we didn't bring her back by sea because I didn't know if she'd float <laughs> <laughs> always a risk yeah. <laughs> yeah so it was it was kind of mostly a guessing game I was like I think that looks solid yeah so yeah well we'll take it <laughs> fantastic that's an amazing amazing decision <laughs> slightly terrifying yeah. but absolutely fantastic and obviously you had no experience of refitting a boat before and at all now which is fantastic did you have support around you to help or, or were you really relying on you know online tutorials and everything else it was just me myself and i wow. and those youtube videos <laughs> yeah it was just i learned most things from youtube that's absolutely amazing I mean, what was your motivation? Why why on earth did you decide that this was something you wanted to sort of pursue? I think how life is now, things are getting a lot harder. Things have become less affordable. A lot of people are looking into alternative living just to be able to save money and live a sustainable and stable lifestyle. Yeah. You know, if you look at just the cost of rent and whatnot these days, it's just a lot. So you know, I just thought, what can I do to change my own lifestyle and make things more accessible to myself, give myself a bit more stability and support in life. Yeah. So yeah, I just got my influence off YouTube and saw that 
people were making it work and they were able to travel and do things that they weren't able to before when they lived on land. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought, why can't I do that for myself? Well, absolutely right. And and you clearly can, as you've quite rightly shown. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, you you know, you've started documenting the journey, I guess, online using Instagram and YouTube. Yeah. I mean, was that part of the mission for you was to kind of share your story with others? Or was that just, you know, is it just something that you did on a whim and has, has grown over time? It was always something I wanted to document in some shape or form. Yeah. It's just to help influence others. I mean, there's a lot of people already influencing other people to, you know, get up, do something. It doesn't matter. You know, don't restrict yourself from things. And I just wanted to help be a part of that cause in general and just help motivate push people to think out of the box and not limit themselves absolutely and I, and I think you know inevitably a bit like you were when you saw the YouTube videos that inspired you I'm sure your videos are inspiring others we'll have a whole community of young liverboards <laughs> around the UK who are fitting up their boats which is just great <laughs> yeah it is it is just I never thought I'd ever be doing anything like this to be honest but here we are here we are. Fantastic. And we're appreciative of you doing it. <laughs> you know, when did you first see Hella? When did you bring her home? And um, and how far along the process are you, would you say now? So it was July last year I went down. We put the money down for her. And obviously due to COVID, there was a lot of problems with traveling and yeah. getting into England and finding someone to bring her home was just, oh, it took forever. I got very disheartened. I was trying my best. I was asking the sailing community if there's anyone who could possibly help to bring her home before Christmas. Yeah. Because of the winter month, it gets a lot difficult to do maintenance outside in a on a boatyard when, <laughs> well, when it's just freezing temperatures. Absolutely right. did manage to get her home in February. Okay, so not too bad. Not quite Christmas. Just up. <laughs> At least it's winter. Yeah, we got we got her down to Penarth in February and I started work instantly. Amazing. We were only given, I think, a month on the boatyard because the sailing season was kicking in. There's a lot of people yes. who wanted to bring their boats in, do them up, put them back in the water. So I kind of went into panic mode. I was like, oh my God, I've got, I've got a month. And then she goes into the water. Is she going to float? Will this engine <laughs> yeah. start properly? What, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and did she? She certainly did. Yeah, she went in on March 24th on my birthday. So it was the best birthday present ever. Amazing. To see my boat go in and, and not sink. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been a really awful story if she had. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would have been like, hey, everyone, there she is going in the water. And she's, well, she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good six months well spent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I just I just cracked on with the work. Basically, I did ninety percent of the work on my own. Wow! So I think that was a bit fascinating to see from other people working in the boatyard. Absolutely. Yeah, just gave her a whole new paint job. I scrubbed her the entire deck with a toothbrush. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's determination and commitment. Oh, just lying on top of her blast and it was just stuck in the deck. And yeah, so it was a lot of elbow grease had to go into her. But once she was all clean, she's oh, she's beautiful. My bad. Beautiful looking boat. No, I mean, I, obviously we follow her avidly on Instagram at Boat Folk and, and she is, she's stunning. And uh, you've done an amazing job of bringing, bringing out her glean. <laughs> <laughs> 
thank you. I had to hand pump a, a lot of water out of the bilge. There was a lot of rainwater. Oh, wow. Just lying in there. So <laughs> that was a lot of work. It's like going to the gym every day, working on a boat yard. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, there's a silver lining, isn't it? You're keeping fit whilst doing it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, what was the biggest challenge for you? You know, were there any absolute horror stories or, or so far, touch wood, has it been reasonably plain sailing? <laughs> so we had to do most of the, well, all of the interior work when she was put into the water, obviously due to the time limit on the boatyard. Yeah, it was a lot of learning curves, a lot of almost sinking her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we took the marine toilet out and there was like a pipe there and everything seemed nice and nice and solid. So I took the pipe off and all the water started just coming in it, it, it was so fast oh, so i went into a panic <laughs> I was screaming at the, the staff i was like oh my god someone else like i don't know I, I can't do it the valve won't turn um because it turns out the valve was only halfway closed oh god and it'd been slightly corroded and where she's so old and they haven't been changed it was just oh we had to get a hammer and close it but we eventually got there and well done. more pumping out of the bilge later. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think it mostly what was most difficult was the fiberglass work, trying to take out okay. thick, old, 40 odd year old fiberglass and um, trying to do it neatly was virtually impossible. Absolutely. But I've just, you know, a couple of DIY jobs and covered it up and you wouldn't even know. Oh, fantastic. Well, well done. And she's still afloat now. So that, you know, that's testament to you doing a decent job. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, she's she seems solid, doing her job really well, looking after me. Excellent. Well, I'm glad, glad to hear it. It's reciprocated then. You've looked after her well enough. And now she's she's returning the favour, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what was the most sort of surprising part, if if that's the right word? I mean, were there any big surprises to you other than the sort of horror stories of half open valves and otherwise <laughs> you know were there any you know surprises along the way that you just didn't expect well it's just the actual condition of her herself i think when we initially went to look at her like i said she it, she was just full of things yeah. that would she just didn't look looked after at all so i was waiting for more things to be a problem and more more work to do a lot more, okay. you know a lot more effort to go into her and I don't know. I think over time, once we've taken bits of her out and put new bits in, she's just, yeah, she's shocked me with how solid she is. And, you know, a lot of work's gone into her, but it's nowhere near as much as I uh, initially anticipated. That's amazing. And I think that's been the surprise. So what a pleasant surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she's just been a pleasant boat. And I, I feel really lucky because I'm on a budget. It's not like I have all the money in the world to spend. It's not like we've bought a brand new boat and we can have other people do do work on her. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just for a budget bow. She just fascinated me with how good she is and, and the condition she was in. That's great. I mean, are, are you willing to say how much the job sort of cost you, you know, in general terms so far? Yeah. So initially we purchased her for, I think we put down a thousand pounds. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So honestly, not that much money at all. Yeah. Right. And um, I think what I've spent so far, including bringing her back, just under four thousand all in all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so it, I mean, you know, so so for about 
5,000, you've, you've managed to pretty much refit, her, well, buy her and refit her and yeah, kind of got a home that will see you, see you safe for a while, which is amazing. Yeah, and it's not only a home that, you know, can just house me on a mooring, it's somewhere that can take me places, which is Absolutely. the other main reason why I wanted to have her is because I'm quite a free spirit. I like to adventure off and discover things. And I was thinking, you know, how can I do that um, sustainably, you know, yeah. my carbon footprint low and, you know, affordably more than anything. You travel a lot yourself, you know, with flights, it's just costs and hotels. It's Absolutely. very, very costly. So with a boat, you know, that's your accommodation and your travel all in one. Take it with you wherever you want to go. I, I completely agree my light bulb moment with it that's amazing so where where's your sort of first big trip planned for her do you do you know where you want to go yet um there's a there is a fair few places i'd like to go <laughs> but i think we'll we'll um start closer to home and i'd like to sail down to the isles of Scilly first because i still i'm still learning to sail myself yeah and holiday which is kind of home but still feels like it's away and i heard it's really really beautiful there yeah it's beautiful so yeah it's just somewhere i'd like to go on my big first journey to amazing yeah that'd be wonderful and i'm sure lots of the boat folk community can give you some tips about where to stop along the way and everything else so yeah. if i know the penarth marina guys they will be inundating you with advice <laughs> which is great <laughs> yeah they're brilliant everyone there is just brilliant the staff are lovely the community there itself they're just so helpful and friendly when i went down there initially i didn't know what to expect from everyone yeah because um initial outsider of the sailing community yeah. quite intimidated you look at all these beautiful big yachts which are well looked after so you think oh gosh you know like, <laughs> is there anyone who's also on a budget who yeah. <laughs> who's doing things but no it doesn't it doesn't matter how how big the boat is there how much money it costs the person everyone is just really friendly and helpful so i'm really really grateful for that Oh, I'm really pleased to hear that. I mean, do you have any tips or any advice for anyone that's looking to sort of maybe embark on the same sort of mission as yours or, um, you know, anything that you'd tell them to steer away from, I guess, for that for that matter? <laughs> well, I'd just say, again, don't limit yourself. Don't think that there's something you can't do because you can always learn. It may take some people a lot longer. You know, some people might pick up on it and yeah, some people can just pick things up and it, it it's just made for them, yeah. if that makes sense. And other people, yeah, you know, like myself, there were some things, especially with doing the inside, that I was just so stuck on and it took me like a month to complete one job. Yeah. But it doesn't matter how long, as you know, as long as it does get done in the end and you've done it, that's a huge achievement. Absolutely. It gives you so much self-esteem and well, just confidence in yourself, like things that you just never would have thought you'd be able to do. And you definitely can no matter who you are what your position is what's wrong with you you can you know don't let anyone ever tell you that you can't because i had so many people doubt me and say like you know oh you know you don't know anything about boats and you you, you won't be able to do that that's not going to happen and here i am with a boat in the water or you know almost all complete exactly right you know i'm extremely proud of myself for that as you should be i mean it's an absolutely incredible thing that you've done and i i'm still sort of in awe of the fact that quite a lot of this is learned just through youtube <laughs> and uh, i mean it's it's amazing you'll you'll be an inspiration for many i'm sure thank you very much no you're welcome i hope to be but you know no i'm sure you will i'm sure you will you know so many 
are just looking for um they're waiting for their light bulb moment yeah. you, you're the only person who can do that for yourself and don't limit yourself you are limitless absolutely right that's amazing uh, i mean one of the things that you talk quite openly about online is is what you call sort of your invisible disability are you are you sort of able to tell us a little bit about that Yes, of course. So I was diagnosed with three herniated discs in my spine that press on the main nervous system. Wow. And I was also diagnosed with fibromyalgia. I don't know if you know very much about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So it's been difficult. I've suffered with these issues since maybe 2015. So okay. yeah, I think I... I was 16 when I first started getting really bad and it's been difficult. It's, it's been really, really difficult. There's been a lots of ups and downs with it. A lot of doubt in myself and my own abilities to do things because it gives me a lot of mobility issues. Yeah, no, of course. It's the way it affects me is crazy. I have um, a lot of nerve problems and it mm-hmm. travels like to my hands and in my, in my legs and, um, Wow. And, and does, I mean, has it impacted? I mean, obviously it impacts your life um, day in, day out by the sounds of it, but has it has it had an impact on your sort of boating journey and, and the project and everything else? Yeah, it has. I've, you know, always fought through the, the initial doing the boat work was a lot of hard work. You know, it's not like I could do a full day, but I'd still push myself to try and at least do four hours at a time, sometimes six. But it's... Um, been interesting. I've done a lot more than I initially thought I could with these problems. And I think the only time it's really, really bothered me and been a big impact is when I went to do my competent crew course with Challenge Wales. They're an amazing charity. Like what they do for young adults is just amazing. Absolutely right. But um, we went from Panath to Swansea and um, she's such a big boat. She's a 72 foot race racing boat. She's humongous. It was just when I went below deck, it's the being thrown from side to side. Yeah. I injured my back. Oh, gosh. And she was healing over. So I just had to stop. Like, I've had this massive shock uh, through my nerves. That's like, it's really hard to explain how how it feels. Mm. But I just had to stop everything I was doing and let the, the skipper know that I'm losing the ability to use my legs because of where um, I've hurt my back. Yeah. So I'm probably not going to be able to continue. Yeah. But um, it certainly won't stop me from trying again no. and trying to do it in a different way because it's something I want to do. I'm like, I don't like to give up. And once I've challenged myself, I won't stop at anything to, to achieve my goal. That's absolutely amazing. I mean, you know, it's inspirational enough what you're doing just at the boat, but to be doing that <laughs> whilst also struggling with your own sort of um, disability, that's doubly impressive. And I suspect, you know, the community of fibromyalgia sufferers will probably also see you as an inspiration as well. So that's absolutely amazing. What the, my whole thing was, was, you know, don't limit yourself no matter what's wrong with you. I know every day is different depending on who you are and disabilities can affect people in different ways. No, I just wanted to inspire other people, especially younger people with disabilities. Yeah. You know, because it's hard to kind of envision a future where you have all the things you want when you have mobility issues and, you know, things can seem very bleak and I just want to help others see through the dark times because I, I, been there myself you know and this is also what's helped me well just help me through it is 
give yourself something to focus on. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how long that goal takes to achieve. Just keep focusing on it because you can do it. You know, don't let anyone tell you that you can't. Don't let your diagnosis define you. You know, your disability is not who you are. Absolutely right. Well, that that's amazing. Um, look, NJ, thank you so much for speaking with me today. I think what you're doing is absolutely incredible. I can't wait to see you down at Penarth over the next couple of months. I'll be there, so I'll come and say hello. And, you know, I hope that the, the project continues to go well and that you get your chance to go to the Sillies and, and beyond. It, it sounds like this is going to be the start of a new adventure for you. No, thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a brilliant talk with you. Yeah, well, I hope to see you down Penarth as well. Well, got a fair few things to do so you'll see me on on top of the deck doing craziness <laughs> excellent look yeah. forward to it <laughs> all right thanks so much i'll speak to you soon well thank you very much well i think we can all agree that what enya j is doing is absolutely exceptional i hope you enjoyed this episode of folktales and that you join us for the next episode soon 